Every Friday night since I was four years old, me and my dad have what we call boys night. What we do is watch movies, eat snacks, and when it's bedtime, we have a long chat about lots of different topics. We've decided to record these conversations and share them with the world. We are the Foxes, and this is Boys Night. yourself it's been that long yeah hello i am liam fox and i am callum fox i am liam's dad and this is boys night yes boys night as you heard in the intro is what we do on fridays liam and i yeah is we usually have a sleepover mm-hmm. and we usually have little chats or we watch a movie or we eat snacks or we do all those things yeah at the same time mm-hmm so, let's have a little catch-up. I can't remember what the last episode is. Neither can I. Have a, have a think, Liam. I'll see if I can find it somewhere. I know we've had at least 50 episodes, so it's hard to remember. Yeah, I think the last one was maybe 50 or 51. The other thing is, I remember, is you were meant to do a challenge with Big Mark. Was it something to do with strikers? Yeah. It was um, meant to be like the... Was it? There was like five players and they had to number them one to five. In order of who was best. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing with that is, what he thought then might have changed between then and now. Yeah, and I forgot to do it. Right, so if that's the case, Liam, give out another five strikers for Mark and he can get back to us. And if we can't get him on for whatever reason, at least if he gives us, send us a message with his order, we can read it out and then we can discuss it. Okay, do, do they have to be current day players? Um, it's up to you. Ooh, okay. I'm giving this choice. Um, Ronaldo, Brazilian one. R9. Yeah, R9. R9, Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe. Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Um, I'm trying to think of other strikers. Past or present. Larson, Henrik Larson. Oh, you put him at the bottom because he's Rangers. Oh yeah. Larson's but he also Celtic. played for Barcelona. But no, Mark's a bit objective. He will call it as what he thinks is the best. Okay. Uh, how many have I said so far? Uh, four. Okay, and then the fifth one, the fifth and final one, is um. Um, Ronaldo or CR7 Cristiano yep okay now is this as players or is this as strikers who he thinks is the best uh well, um like because like the likes of Mbappe still very young whereas all the other players have years of experience mm-hmm. Mbappe is also like a wide player that plays as, as a forward Whereas, for example, R9, Larson, and Lewandowski were all number nines. Um, like, that was their role, they weren't physically number nines. Um, but they played just through the middle. So it's kind of different positions. So let's say, 
Ask Let's him. say as players. As players, as overall players. Yeah, not yeah. as strikers. I think he will put... I think he'll go R9, number one. Lewandowski, number two. Oh, no, sorry. Cristiano. Maybe Cristiano, number one. Yeah. R9, two. Lewandowski, three. Although I do know he likes Lewandowski. Yeah. Um, and I think he might put Larson, four, and Mbappe, five. Or he might put Mbappe four and Larson five. Uh-huh. It's a good list. There's not even any shame in being number five. However, what I would say is Mbappe, youngest player at the World Cup, he is doing all sorts of things. But there was there's been players like him in the past. For example, Michael Owen, um, who's an English striker, and when he was seventeen, eighteen, he was he got he won the Ballon d'Or at like eighteen, nineteen, and he picked up injuries and see by the time he was like 25 he was pretty much although he still played he was nowhere near the player that he was yeah once he returned from Real Madrid and went to Newcastle he picked up so many injuries and um, he his career sort of just fizzled out which was a shame yep and he was like the way people see Mbappe now like wow he's so fast he's so quick and Michael Owen's a brilliant finisher of goals anyway we're not here to talk about football all night yeah. That, that's, to, a, that's a story for another day. Yeah, but that's a wee challenge for Mark. Uh, I just checked, Dude. we're up to 52 episodes. Alright. The last one we did was Hobbies. Hobbies. And we gave updates on our one for one Christmas appeal. Yep. Which was a very successful thing. We. I think it was. How I think many the number was. Did we get? I think it was 52. Or four, was either 48 or 52. It was, it was two either side of 50. I hope it was 52, but it might have been 48. Yeah, I, I wish it was 100. Well, that's a target for next year. We did make a target for 50 this year. I remember saying it on the podcast. Okay. Next year, 100. That's next year, 100. So we'll need to get starting like in November or something. Because 2021 is going to be two times better than 2020. Oh, hopefully five times better. Yeah. And then people will just feel even more generous. Well, 50 so, times five is... All we can say about the gifts is we can't say where specifically they went, but be assured that all the gifts were given out to children that and these were families that really needed it the most. And there was also two um cash voucher donations for like Tesco's for families, but that they were made by private donators. People donated money privately. And with that money, we bought Tesco vouchers, and these Tesco vouchers were given to families that were struggling at Christmas time, so they could buy food and all the essentials that they need. So, Christmas isn't all about toys. It isn't all about fantastic gifts. Sometimes the gift is just the essentials, and some people will appreciate that a lot more. Food on yeah. the table. Yeah. So we've got a lot to be thankful for. I think we have to mention that first and foremost. So, apart from that, we have started 2021, and have you been to school in 2021? No. No, unfortunately. No. So, we've been... Homeschooling. Yeah, from the Christmas holidays, we've, we've sort of been locked down. Although it's... We call it a lockdown, there's still certain things that you can do. Like what? Like, compared to the last lockdown, we were tied up but but now that like, children can go outside and play with each other and stuff like that yeah. um 
However, a lot of families and people are choosing to be a bit more quieter and others it's not so much strict, it's, it's what they decide is safe because there's no right answer. As long as you feel safe and you're not breaking any rules, then you've got to go with that, don't you? Yup. So, okay. homeschooling, how have you found that? Uh, it's kind of it's kinda like a flip of a coin. One day it could just go completely smoothly, nothing happens. The other day, I'm getting moaned at. Yeah. When I think I've done good work and I've worked hard, mum and daddy beg to differ. Yeah, because sometimes you'll produce a piece of work that's a lot higher quality than the next piece. And then we, we look at the first piece and go, well that piece you did the other day was so good. This one just seems as if you're just in a rush to get it finished. So that's the kind of thing that we debate about. Um, sometimes daddy loses his temper trying to work printers and stuff. And he goes, Rah! So he goes Rah! Swear, swear. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, That's what you did. Yeah, but when it does come to that, we just go, nope, no more today. We'll carry it on tonight or tomorrow. Well, that's what you do, not more. That's, that's the right thing to do. Because schoolwork is not designed at this moment for people to be getting upset and angry about. Well, the children should be doing their best to keep up with the schoolwork. So that's it. We've not we've not been anywhere really, apart from the thing we're about to discuss, and we've not really done much because we're still living through this pandemic. Coronavirus. When we started this podcast way back in like March or April, we did not think we would still be talking about COVID nineteen. 2021 uh, almost a year later yeah 2020 sucked but we are and there's vaccines out and we're waiting to get them yeah. and things are hopefully going to be better and i hope children don't have to get it well they might not but they might we'll have to wait and see um so i think we're caught up there's not much to fill the world in yeah uh, we had a good christmas and all that and that but yeah. we're way past that yeah. Christmas is long gone. Yeah. So this episode is about da, 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 me being in a movie. Liam's first movie. Lifelong so, dream. So I think we've had an episode before where we discussed it on how Liam's managed to be in a movie and it was delayed. And we have a visitor. Hello. Hi. Do you want to tell the world who you are? Orla. Orla's back. Liam and I reintroduced ourselves because it's been so long since we've done a podcast that we thought we'd come in with sit in my knee. We thought we'd reintroduce ourselves in case the people forgot who we were. So this is Orla. And what age are you, Orla? Five and then nearly six. Nearly six. And what primary are you in? Two. Two. Okay. And we've been discussing what we've been up to um, but there's not been much because of the virus. I've been up playing with my cousins and yep. doing calls with my friends and on my... In schools? Yeah, and I've been... You've been doing lots of good school work. I've been walking. Yep, walking, looking after Dandy. 
Dandy's our dog, by the way. Yeah. And Dandy's here now. Yep, Dandy's here and he's getting bigger. Yeah. Oh, we'll send a picture of him again. Yep. So we're just about to start talking. Build a fort again. Build a fort. A fort. Oh, cool. So we're just about to talk about Liam's first movie experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. So. So. Liam acts out as a child in it. Of course, I act as a child in it. I can't act as an adult, can he? <laughs> I could well, be a short, a short adult, you know, one of them midget right. people. But we're not, we're not telling the people. We're not allowed to tell the people um, exactly what Liam does because oh. we want them to watch the movie. Yep. But a lot of you'll have to watch the movie with an adult because I think it's going to be an eighteen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, for the yeah. scenarios in. Yeah. But if you're like a three-year-old, don't watch it. If you're young and you're scared. And you've not got permission, then don't. you shouldn't watch it. But not if even you're Orla's going to watch but it. But for the older people, um, we want you all to watch it and let us yeah. know what you thought of Liam's performance. Yeah. So, we we spoke before about how we got this opportunity. Yeah. And how much we're looking forward to it. We thought it was going to be after COVID, but turns out it wasn't. So. So that's not. Before you describe your experience, I'll just explain that. We get told that it's going to be in London, Wee. and the dates were last week, whatever date it was. <laughs> but we had there was no um, sort of opportunity to sort of move that. Like we we either did that or we lost the opportunity. <gasps> so we had to speak about the safety aspect of it because COVID is everywhere. You're not meant to go for um, leisure activities however I spoke to the director and the producer and the team and they said that filmmaking and it's classed as work so you're permitted to travel we also got assurances from our school and the council yeah they approved so we've got a license and Um. the license was permitted and off we went just thought we had to get that in there because people were saying why are you travelling through virus the final Permission. thing I'll mention is we did it in a way that we were limited contact with er- anyone apart from the movie people. We travelled on a sleeper train <laughs> and we had our own room which we stayed in all night. It was very tiny. It was very tiny and we had a private hire car from the train station to the set and mm-hmm. then from the set back to the station, back to the train and up. So we didn't encounter one person other than the movie people who were all COVID tested and we were all temperature checked upon arrival on site every morning. Yeah. So Liam, it's up to you now to describe your experience about, say from when we got off the train, um, describe it without going into too much detail about what your role was. Okay. Okay. So um, after I got off the train, uh, me and Daddy had a, a short conversation. I was like, today is the day. Mm-hmm. And Daddy's like, certainly is. Yep. So then we just got off the train, packed our bags and everything, and we went off on the taxi. We were meant to get an Uber, but it didn't show up. Yeah, it was running late, yep. so we had to get a taxi. Yup, and then it drove us to the movie set, and we didn't really know um where to go, so we just, Daddy... 
kind of knew where to go and then he went there and um and then there was a person and um they t- they took us to a place remember yeah, the so lounge like place a, it's like the base it's what, they called it the base but it was an empty restaurant where um they did all their costumes and most of their makeup stuff and kept most of their equipment on the bottom floor but liam was given a designated floor because he was a child for child safety reasons uh, Liam and I got put upstairs we had basically half a restaurant to ourselves <laughs> and um, we had phone chargers Wi-Fi. we went out and bought Liam milk uh-huh. and yeah. we chilled there until we were called didn't we? Yep. so they called you on down to set so the set was um, maybe about hundred yards away in a in a nightclub mm-hmm. and Liam described the, the set. So um when I got there <laughs> Are you bored? Are you bored? So basically, they make they run the people, the actors that need to be on set at a certain time. They go and get them and take them through. They also um, like announce who's coming onto the set, whether it's a sound technician or um, a makeup artist or just a random person. So they have to announce so that everyone knows where everyone is. Yeah. And that. they also were in charge of looking after us, so they would offer us. Teas and coffees and <laughs> juice and um, found out what we wanted for lunch. Very and nice people. And they left us like bottles of water and sweeties and stuff in our little green room, which again was designated for Liam because <laughs> he's a child. Um, yeah, so we're on set. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice people. Yeah. So Liam has a scene yeah. where it's a scene that one of the actors had to put on a lot of makeup and it looks gruesome. Quite, quite gruesome and scary. But not to me. Since no. I'm so how did hard. you feel when they first asked you to go through and see him before the, we shot the scene? Scared. Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure if I want to see this. It's going to be very disgusting. And in my head I was just imagining the most gruesomest thing ever. Yeah. Just I was just imagining the most horrible twisted sight my brain could possibly imagine yeah so then and then when i saw it i was like oh it's not that bad yeah but it was very detailed it looked like they actually got cuts and stuff (laughs) yeah yeah they looked real but they weren't real they were all pretend and the the actor was actually speaking away to liam wasn't he i was like what are you in for yeah and the the makeup artist said don't be telling people it's not so bad, I'll end up losing my job. Because the whole point was to make the person look really scary. And if a child came in and went, oh, it's not so bad, then 
But it was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was. It it would be scary. I think they were trying to test Liam out to see if it was going to be too scared, and then if Liam was sort of crying and getting hysterical about it, then they would have had to think of another way to shoot the scene. Cause you don't want it to be too scary, anyway. How well, would they have done it? Well, I don't know. Thankfully, we didn't have to do it. So, yeah. and thankfully for them, and that's why you got the good feedback at the end, which we'll go into. But yeah. So you shot your scene, mm-hmm. um, and she shot. You, you did two scenes. Also, watch the scene on the monitor. Yeah. So they, they let us watch it back, and they would give Liam little instructions, and he would follow them really well. Mhm. And. So you shot like the first scene, which was around maybe twenty minutes, half an hour, um, which took about three or four takes, yeah, um, just to make sure they had enough footage. Then we went back to our green room. Yeah, the first time I almost laughed, I was like smiling. Yeah, and then you got to shoot a scene with your. Well, we can't discuss that. Watch the movie, and you'll find out what he was. But it was a man called Perry Benson, who's an actor, who's been in a lot of things I that people have heard of. Um, he's been in some like sort of crime, Duh. crime dramas. He's been in Grange Hill, which was a common, like TV school show back in the eighties and nineties. He was also in a program called Benidorm, which is popular amongst people. Yeah, people. Yeah. People. So he's he's been in quite a few different things. And he was a nice guy, wasn't he? Yep. He'd make you laugh and stuff. Yeah. And they went back for the next scene. No, that was that scene. And um, you had a good chat with him. Yeah. And he gave you good feedback. Yep. And then that was us done. So that we were in about nine o'clock and we were finished about 12, between 12 and half 12. A lot of waiting. And after mm-hmm. that, we got lunch. What did we get for lunch? A uh, KFC. Yep, they went, oh, went and got up KFC specifically for Liam. <laughs> and I had one too. And then we had to wait for our train home. We had to get a lift. Our, oh. We had to wait for our Uber till like half seven at night. And then we went to the train station. We had to stand in a spot because of COVID safety reasons. And the train got blooming delayed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And we had to buy, so we went to Burger King, because that was like the only thing there, yep. and then we got some stuff, mm-hmm. and then we had to get another one, yeah. because the train got postponed. Yeah, no, <laughs> and not that we ate the first one, it's because it went cold, because you weren't allowed to open your stuff and eat your food. Yeah, so Dad you had to keep your mask on. So it was all cold, so then we had to go and buy the exact same thing all over again. He told me to bin it. Yeah. Yeah, Liam wanted to give it to a homeless person, but we didn't. I didn't know if that person was still going to be there. You gave him, you gave them some pennies, didn't you? Yeah. On the way in, and she was, she said, she was very grateful to you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you wanted to go and give them food, and I just said it probably wasn't a good idea. Plus, we had to wait, wait and see if the train was going to be announced. Anyway, long story short, we got, got the train for an hour. Yeah. Well, it was more than an hour. It was at 10 o'clock before we got on the train. Yeah. Yeah. It was quarter past nine it was meant to go. Yeah, but we didn't leave yeah, till like, quarter pa- like half past ten. And the, the main thing was we were meant to get on the train at half past eight. That's why we went to the station so early. So we could have got on the train at half eight. 
Um, but instead, we ended up standing around for two hours. Tough. And we were cold and we were tired. And you wanted to go and get a hotel. Yeah. But we're home now, we made it. Because you planted that idea in my head when you said, yeah. and you said it got cancelled. Well, that's because you kept asking me, what will happen if we cancel? What will happen? And I said, well, we'll be here all night. And you went, really? And I said, no, we'll go and get a hotel. Yeah. I, I was like, are we going to be homeless for a night? Yeah. So, um, going back to the feedback, um, the director was a guy called Cos Green, and he um, he was very complimentary of Liam, and he said that he did very well. He was so impressed with how relaxed he was about such a gruesome scene, yeah. and he, he, thought it, he thought it was great. He says it was a pleasure working with you. Yeah. We'd love to do it again, and he actually sent us a couple of messages on Instagram afterwards, didn't he? Yeah! So there's some other famous people involved. A guy called Terry Stone, Terry who Stone. is heavily involved in all the Rise of the Foot Soldier movies, which are like British gangster movies that are quite popular. I think you get them on Netflix. And the guy who we ended up, how we got in touch with the movie was a guy called Dapper. Yeah. Daniel O'Reilly, who's a, who's a social media comedian, um, now actor um, and a content creator so he's quite a nice guy unfortunately we only got to say hello to these guys they were getting their covid tests and going straight on to set so we didn't get a chance to sort of see yeah. them because they were filming in the afternoon and we filmed in the morning yeah and they only came upstairs occasionally yeah just for their covid tests and to get and to go to the bathroom yeah and to go to the bathroom but there was another guy which we don't know his name but he's a big, strong, muscly guy, and he was giving Liam lots of good feedback, saying that um, he was so impressed with someone so young, being so brave and confident to do what he was doing, and um, he said you did really, really well. Yeah. So, to sum up, Liam, how did you find your first movie experience? Absolutely amazing. Ten, ten stars. Ten stars? Yeah. Out of ten? No, out of five. Out of five? Well, that is incredible. So, was there anything that you learned about movies? It's a lot more complicated than I thought. Yeah. There's a lot of people behind the scenes, wasn't there? Like, I knew there was a lot more people than just the actors and the cameramen. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know how much technical work and how much waiting and stuff you need to do. Yeah, because they have to position the lights, position the cameras position any props in the scene and position the actors the actors and then there's all the cables for the power and the lights and the sounds and yeah so much there's a lot of stuff and that that was what they, they told us it was small scale didn't they they said usually in a movie yeah. or film set or tv show set um they would have three cameras for each scene yeah. but for you for this one there was only the one camera they would just shoot three different angles of the same scene Imagine harry potter films yeah like with the three well, that's the, that's three the difference that's the difference when you're creating something that's like already popular you get a much higher budget whereas this harry potter this is a movie that they don't know how well it's going to go so the budget has to be small but if it's successful then they can maybe do a sequel or sequels stuff like that yeah that's what film franchises always do these days they make not always cinematic universe yeah but they they have 
it has to be popular it has to be something that people want to see and I think they've done their best they've pulled in people from shows that mummy likes uh, Love Island or something oh, yeah and, uh, it is Love Island and it's um, there's like a guy and a girl from that that are in it um, there's another couple of actors and it's, it's me I'm terrible at remembering actors names mm-hmm. um, the main the writer I believe of the movie which he actually wrote it as a play first is a man called Michael Head who you may not know his name off the top of your head but he is also very popular in the sort of British crime gangster movie scene and has done a lot of um, things he plays um, the main character in the in the movie, and there's a lot of good um, other actors involved. Yep. So they've told us, well, one lady told us possibly December they're trying to aim for. Might be earlier, more likely going to be later. Also, I told everyone in my class, like, they're aiming, they're hoping for December. They're hoping for December, yeah. Cause but there wasn't anyone that said for definite. But the... Um, they treated us very well, we have to say yeah. that, Yeah. They were brilliant for us. And extremely nice. Mm-hmm. And as you say, that it was it was your first taste of the movie scene and you very much enjoyed it, didn't you? Yep. And you're now more determined than ever to make this your career. Yeah. You said I remember you saying and I quote it doesn't get worse than that. Like it doesn't get more gruesome. Yeah, the scene that the scene that you shot—it's very unlikely you're gonna anything's gonna phase you after that, because that's that's the <coughs> probably one of the worst scenes that you could that you could be involved in. So anything else after that will be easy. Yeah, thankfully. <coughs> so I think all in all, it was a huge success, wasn't it? Yeah. We were very tired after we got back from lots of travelling and waiting around. It can be quite exhausting, but <laughs> totally worth it. Totally. And Liam's going to be determined. We're going to see what other things we can do for him in terms of acting classes. Cindy signed me up for like an agency thing. Yeah, we'll try and do that for as well. For like uh, adverts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try and get that sorted out for you as well. Why not? I, really do that I wonder too. if I'll get like a home copy of that advert and I'll just watch it over and over again. But you wouldn't. You see, all these people, they always look for the next project. Once you've achieved that, you'll be looking for something better. So once you do an advert, you want to do a TV show. Once you do a TV <laughs> show, you want to do a movie. But once you do it. a movie, you want to do a blockbuster movie. But the, the whole point of it was to see if you actually would enjoy it as a job. Not just, it's not to say, oh look, I'm in a movie, I'm famous. It's to see, would you like to do that, like, for like, two movies a year, three movies a year? Oh yeah, I'd yeah. love that. Absolutely. And that, like, the target, the target is achievable, but it's difficult. There's so many people that want to be actors and actresses. So you've got to compete for every part, and you've got to audition. And there'll be a lot of rejection, but there'll also be a lot of Because not everything's handed to me. No. Like that. Like that. That's why we were lucky. And it got it was brilliant to get a taste of what's involved. So hopefully, going forward, we'll keep working at it and you'll see a lot more of Liam on the screen. 
yeah. And Orla, you decided you want to be an actress, didn't you? Yeah, but when I'm older, I really want to be like a teacher too, but want like to be a teacher. An actor too. So. Or a, a teacher and an actor. And a singer. And a dancer and a singer. And a hairdresser and a makeup artist. Yeah, I don't really want to be a hairdresser. She doesn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> she wants to do something really special, don't you? We're going to be... Care for homeless people. Care for homeless people. Well, we're going to do that anyway, aren't we? That's the kind of things that we do anyway. Yeah. So we'll keep doing these things. Also, a quick plug in. Check out the Liam Fox YouTube channel. Oh, Liam's got a YouTube oh, channel. Yeah. And if you like gaming, and if you like talking about games, amongst other things, then check mm. it out. Yeah. I'm going to start a new channel, Liam Fox Gaming. He's going to start a Liam Fox Gaming channel. And I'm Nate. And hopefully he'll do a video about his acting and he'll post some monologues for hopefully future auditions. So, have you got anything else you want to say before we go, guys? Yes. What would you like to say? What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, good idea. Let us know what you want to be when you grow up. Or At let us Boys know. Boys Night Foxes. Or let us know if you're already grown up. Let us know what you wanted to be when you were younger. And Tell us what you're now. At Boys Night Foxes on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, we'll see you soon. Hopefully, it won't be too long to do the next podcast. But thanks, we'll see you later. Bye. Next Friday. Goodbye.